cinema, baby. This is Cinema Baby, a movie podcast, and today we'll be focusing solely on the world of animation, which is in fact totally Cinema Baby. I'm Paige. With me, as always, are Jessica and Sarah, and we'll be discussing the highly acclaimed Oscar-nominated films for Best Animated Feature, minus one movie called Robot Dreams because it is not available to watch on streaming nor in any theater that I've seen. Nowhere to be found. (laughs) I did watch the trailer, though, and it looks like good vibes, so hopefully I can see it, but unfortunately we'll not be able to discuss it in this capacity is a bummer yeah do you think it's is it more of an adult animated movie like is it more like adult swim style you know what i'm saying um i don't know because i've never seen it but you didn't get that vibe from the trailer (laughs) um maybe maybe it could be a little bit more explicit but i will argue some of these are a little adult um but you just have to be adult to know that they are adult okay but it's not. It's not by like um. Who's the Who's the the studio that made it? Do we know? No, because it wasn't on available for me to lay my eyes on. I didn't spend my time researching it. Apologies. Okay, fair, fair, fair. I shouldn't be asking these types of questions. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe one day we'll get to watch it. Today's not that day. Today, nope. not the day. Um. Well, before we get into these lovely animated features, um, which I'm excited to hear from you guys um what is everyone's vibe Paige? what is your vibe manifested in a movie form my vibe manifested in a movie form <laughs> is the wonderful uh-huh. hillary duff flick a cinderella story <gasps> yeah. oh i love that and i'm movie. going to the ball guys <laughs> Oh, she is going to the ball. Are you going to wear a masquerade? That would be fun. No, oh, that would be I'm fun. Not. It's oh. not that type of ball. It's a 20s mm. themed ball. I hope Chad, Chad is there. Gatsby, but I wasn't. I didn't. Waiting for you is like waiting for the rain in this drought. Useless and disappointing. Oof. Oh, what a good. <laughs> she, that that, that line hit. I that. freaking love that movie. <laughs> wow. Paige, our movie not- vibes. Are working well together, so I'm excited to are say. They? Yeah. Oh, say that, then say, please. Should I say? Mine is yeah. of the similar elk. It is 2004's Confession of a Teenage Drama Queen with Lindsay Lohan. Oh, fellow Disney Dis- Queen. Yes. <laughs> fellow little like early 2000 teen idols here. I um, love this movie. I remember seeing it in theaters and just wanted to be Lindsay Lohan so badly and that song i've had stuck i've had the song stuck in my head all week and it's just like i feel like it's matching the energy we just got back from galentine's i wanted like a female friend focused forward movie and i feel like this is this has a good amount of like um female like camaraderie and female hate in it you know because we love to hate on things so oh um yeah, we get yeah. together and we just talk shit sometimes. Sometimes um, it do be like that. Yeah, and like Megan last Fox night, being the, topic, the villain is perfect. We mm. were hating on airports last night. <laughs> wow, yeah. We the spent a good hour of airports. Valentine's just talking shit about airports. <laughs> that and what are the waves of feminism? Waves of feminism. 
Galentine's really popped off. <laughs> I would say Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen is at least fourth wave. Fourth wave? Cinderella, Cinderella's giving second wave. Oh, oh, what? The damsel looking for her Prince Charming. I mean, it's a little bit. But that's not, okay, second I just wave. Want to, I want to be clear. That's not what I want to do with this ball. <laughs> it's the ball. It's the ball. girl puts on a pretty dress and goes to a ball. That's yeah. me. Yeah. I'm going with my girlfriends. I going with my girlfriends. I feel like I did just recently watch a movie where some girl went to prom and then she came back because her friend was going to go to prom and went with her friend, but I don't remember that movie. Hmm. So this is really good content. It's giving it's giving Netflix originals movie. <laughs> hey, those are sometimes good. Oh no, I freaking love those. Sarah, yeah. what is your vibe? Um, my vibe this week is Steel Magnolias, but not the sad part. Have you guys ever seen that movie? I was about to say I haven't. Okay, I this is love that movie. Uh, Julia Roberts is in it, right? Julia Roberts, Dolly Parton, um. Uh, Sally Fields. Mm-hmm. So good. Such an excellent film. I love that movie, but it's, I won't spoil it then if you guys haven't seen it because it's a pretty big spoiler. It has a really <laughs> sad ending. Um, but the first half of that movie is all about this small town and these like women and their relationships. And ha- they're just all excellent characters and excellent friends to each other. And it's just really sweet. So that's my vibe of the week. We had Valentine's Day. Everyone, just appreciative of my friends and all their different mm-hmm. personalities. So, We've still got a lot of them. We've got a lot, and I love stories. it. Yeah. Good mix. Good mix. Mm-hmm. Wow. Look at us with all our female forward movies. Look at us. Who did that? <laughs> so, fourth wave. No, that's 10th wave. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get into the discussion. I. I structured this in which we'll watch movies I think that we re- mostly recently watched, aside from Sarah's rewatch of Spider-Man. And so we all recently watched um, the Netflix film Nimona. And I'm so excited to talk about this one because it I didn't know anything. I didn't read a plot description. I didn't know anything when I watched this. So I'm excited again. We will be discussing plot of all these movies, but we will try not to get into too much. So if you haven't seen them, you can probably still listen to this, but there's a chance we might spoil some things in some movies. So if that's not your vibe, hit pause, go watch four movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Nimona, I'll read a little plot description. Is a, a knight is framed for a crime he didn't commit, and the only person who can help him prove his innocence is Nimona, a shape-shifting teen who might also be a monster he's sworn to kill. And that but, is not at all what this movie is about. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I, I too went into this not knowing anything. I freshly watched this this morning on the couch eating a everything bagel Saturday Ooh, morning, love. snuggled oh. with my pup. I freaking Dream. love this movie. Yeah, it was so cute. Big fan. I first off, I'll say I think we should talk about. The animation of each because obviously that's a driving force of the storytelling and this um story is based off a graphic novel by nd stevenson i've never heard of it in my life i don't read graphic novels full transparency but i will say the graphics and the animation in this film were so unique i've never seen before and so i was really captivated by the way this film like looked initially because it, it i feel like leaned into the fact that it was animated if that makes sense yeah it did stuff like when i think of puss in boots it was a similar 
um, not like style because I, I, I couldn't speak uh, like intelligently about that, but it had the similar feel where it was using animation to do stuff like that you couldn't do if it was real people. I feel like sometimes like Pixar, like it, it's doing stuff like trying to emulate the real world where this is obviously really leaning in to it with like different like effects and whatnot. Like I really loved, there was one moment where Nomona characters like telling a story and you, you change to a different, like kind of, it looks like draw hand drawn animation on like a grid sheet of paper. And mm. it like goes back and forth between and some animation styles, which I, love when they do that yeah yeah i really uh, liked it big fan i love riz ahmed the guy who plays yes, baluster voice, yeah, voice actor for baluster yeah love yeah him. really good job i didn't look up the voices till after i was done and i was like oh love all these people look at chloe grace moretz yeah she did a great job too yeah she did yeah she did a really good job because uh, sometimes, you know, when famous, like pe- well-known people do voice animation, you're just like picturing that person the whole time. Like when Chris Pratt done his, does his 14 million voice animation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's just Chris Pratt as Mario. That's just Chris Pratt as. Well, RuPaul's in this. Who's RuPaul yeah. in it? Nate the Knight. Oh. I don't know. Is Nate Maybe. the bad knight? Is he the one that was like put in the back of the car? I could see that energy. Fun fact, I sat next to Chloe um, Grace Moretz at a hockey game once. Well, not next to oh, exactly, yes, but she was that. she was a few few rows in front of me. Oh, that's I cool. I remember that. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Um, what did you get? What star ratings did you guys give this? I gave it four. I gave it three and a half. Why three and a half? What was it lacking um, for you? It was, I don't love when they try to make, try to mesh like old school and new school. Like they, they had the buildings and the phones and everyone was videoing. I like to be, it with my animation movies. I like to be transported a little bit and a little bit further, further removed from real life. So it was just a me thing. You didn't like the the futuristic medieval. Correct. uh, I wish we would have just st- stuck with the medieval. Oh, I thought that was kind of fun about it. I mean, it, oh yeah, no, it was fun. It's just not for me. I just don't. I don't. I want. I want to be completely transported. I don't want any realized uh, situations. You know what I mean? That's I, a fair I, I, critique. Technology. The the news was a little triggering in this movie. I was surprised that they killed the queen so quick and oh, yeah, ki- like actually killed her. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, whoa, this is intense for an animated movie. <laughs> yeah. I We're know, really I was, hopping right in here. I was watching it thinking, okay, I'll watch this animated film. And this was disrespectful. I didn't give it my full attention immediately. And I was cooking and I was doing it. And then I heard them say, no, not the queen. And I was like, wait, what's happening? She got yeah, blasted to oblivion. <laughs> blasted. Rewind, pause. And I was like, okay, I'm going to finish cooking, go back and watch it. I'm like, okay, it's deserves. <laughs> to be fully like my full attention so they got I will me say, within five minutes so oh yeah no she was gone i will <laughs> say i did cry the movie did make me cry yes so much at the a end <laughs> yeah i cried even like a mid-tier cry when like they were finally becoming a, a, a little mid- teen not a mid-tier cry <laughs> not mid-tier sorry <laughs> mid-story <laughs> not a great cry not a low <laughs> low cry just mid mid cry one tear streaming down my cheek. 
Yeah, I thought this was going to be kind of like uh, last year's uh, Netflix animation, uh, The Sea Beast, which visually I liked the look of that yeah. movie. But as far as storyline, I felt like it really had – it was felt forced. I'm like, I've seen the misunderstood monster story before. And I thought that this was going to be that Luca. same thing. <laughs> Lu- well, yeah. Well, the Sea Beast, I think, is the – one that came out last year and like there's always yeah. been that story but this one i felt like layered a lot of different like there's a lot of adult themes in this movie yes. that i was like made me think and i like but again i would recommend this to children i mean like mm-hmm. nieces and nephews oh, yeah. like because yeah. i feel like it's one of those things where it's not going to hit you too hard where it feels inappropriate to think about those thoughts but it's good to like have that conversation about like there's one line where she was having the heartfelt conversation with the knight Nimona, this is and she was like you're we're raised as children that in order to like you're a hero when you put a sword through someone who doesn't look like you and i'm like oh like we're still teaching each other doing that and the swords are different things sometimes like sometimes it's an actual violent um hero like like um, like a moralization or it's like you're attack like you feel like you're a hero for attacking or belittling someone because of a certain point of view and perspective. And I thought that that was such like, and it wasn't forced. Like you were, I was still an action adventure movie. Like you could watch it and just be entertained. Whenever I feel like sometimes these animated features can like be really like preachy, and it it felt very authentic to the characters. Mm-hmm. Like it, I didn't feel like yeah. I was getting a, a random monologue in the middle of a. animated feature for no reason it was definitely in your face i feel like but also it's an animated children's movie so they do spell it out a little bit for you but that that was it was fine it was all like very natural and i i did like it yeah i appreciated that they didn't shy away from the like lbg lbt i forget all the letters wait (laughs) LGBT LGBTQ plus community and storyline. Apologies. Uh, Letters are tough for me. Um, And like a queer love story, just putting that in your face, but not like in your face in like a we're gay way. We're just like making it like a normal thing. Like it was never a thing to have to announce that these characters were gay. You just knew they loved each other. And I love that uh, an animated film didn't shy away from that. And just it, let it be, which is just like, I think, the first time I've I, ever seen it. Yeah. I got to say, I'm surprised, sadly surprised, that I did not see more backlash on this movie. But I did see Paige that you put in our little facts thing was originally owned by Disney and got delayed multiple times. So I'm wondering if that was part of that story. Yeah. And maybe I just didn't hear about it. Um, because there's also some themes, too, about sense of self that I feel like um, could be for a a certain narrative for certain groups of people. But um, I'm just surprised I didn't see more backlash about this movie. Yeah, there's definitely some, you know, there's posts out there for sure. There's critics for everything. But yeah, it was, there were a lot of stories following like how Disney basically, so they bought 21st Century Fox, which originally had this film. And instead of, you know, releasing this film, they just kept, delaying and delaying delaying and of course they had reasons for it but most of the people are assuming it is because of the fact that it was a queer love story mm-hmm. and that they don't that's not disney's vibe um and so then netflix was like i'll take it yeah <laughs> and now they're getting oscar nominated for it so yeah 
But yeah, overall, I've, I've only heard good things about this. Like, Letterboxd community loves this movie. I, I was offended that. to see um, that someone we both follow gave it two stars or something like that. Oh. So it was two and a half stars. And I was like, what? So I don't get that. So I'm curious. But I, yeah. Over, Name drop over, them. Call them out. A, a Sean Call them out. Sean Fennessy. Not Sean Fennessy. <laughs> but Sean that, does is a hater sometimes. He really I, is. <laughs> and, oh, most of the time I'm like, I could see it, but I don't, I don't see it. But I don't know. Maybe he's a, uh, we're not parents. So maybe, I don't, I don't know. Um, but the average letterbox review is 3.9. So that's really high for a that Netflix high, animated yeah. movie. Love that. Love this movie. No. Love a story of acceptance that will always get me in the yeah. end. And it was yeah. just so like I was engaged the whole time. Paige, like you, I started off like this is my background movie. Like let me do this while watching, like doing something else, doing some computer work. And I ended up stopping it because I'm like I need to sit down and watch this. Like you said, and sat down and dedicated my morning to it. It looks no great, great story. Yeah, no regrets. I, I this will be going on a list of top animated movies I've watched. Love that. What'd you give this on Letterboxd? Four and a half. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I like, I mean, I don't compare this, you know, to like Killers of the Flower Moon, of course. Like, animation is to me like rated on a different rubric, but for animation, this like hits all those, all those marks. I, I, not giving it a half star just because I don't think it will live on. I feel like this is very of now, of the moment. Mm-hmm. where it, it's powerful because it came out right now for me. So mm-hmm. I th- I don't think it's going to be like a Lion King or like, you know, I don't, can't think of anything else right now. But. Just Lion King. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like who doesn't there, I guess there's no music in this one. So Lion King lives on because of Kuro Matata and the circle of life. Lion King moves on because it's a musical, your favorite genre of film. For <laughs> this is complicated um, relationship I do have with animated uh-huh. movies. Sometimes I love them. Sometimes I hate them. Maybe that's what I feel you like is musicals? missing. Where's the music? I need the music. Th- there is a, a musical number. There is a fun soundtrack in here, and I did love that yeah. the little girl's like mantra was like metal. And I'm like yeah. love yeah. a little hardcore girl. Like that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I love I love cute. her, my icon. Yeah. All right, let's well let's move on to our next film. Um, this one I think we can all agree is probably going to be the one who wins the Oscar, not yes. necessarily who we want to win the Oscar, or maybe it is. But uh, the Boy and the Heron. Um, it is a film brought to us by Miyazaki, the best um, anime filmmaker to date and probably forever. He has created a, a whole genre of not created but like brought a whole genre of film to people who i think would have never watched it i.e probably all of us (laughs) honestly um i love most of his movies and um how he tells stories so do one of you girls want to read this plot for me because uh, i don't want to read everything i can do that okay great the boy and the heron also known as (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I Sorry, just done not it the drama. <laughs> Brought to you by. I'll put on my NPR voice. Good morning. Okay, <laughs> no. Okay, 
They always talk in like really deep soft My tones on NPR. Like what's happening in the world today? <laughs> okay, so Boy and Heron is a story about Mojito, a young 12-year-old boy who struggles to settle in a new town after his mother's death. However, when a talking heron informs Mojito that his mother is still alive, he enters an abandoned tower in search of her, which takes him into another world. I would like to also add that this is set during World War One, two, one, two. Because I thought it was two, right? World War Two. I'm pretty sure um, two. Let me Google. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, no, I think it's in the fifty. I'm like 95% positive it's that World War II is done by then. 40s, 40s, I mean. Sorry. <laughs> um, it definitely is. Uh, 30? Uh, sorry, my you know history is not happening. I'm, I'm going to I confidently say World War II. World yeah, War II. II. So okay. her, his mother is killed from bombings that happen at the hospital. And his father is also employed by making fighter pilots. So there's like a good context of the military industrial world and also this complex nature which happens a lot in Miyazaki films of losing his mother which is a reoccurring theme um in Miyazaki films I have only watched four Miyazaki films Spirited Away My Neighbor Totoro oh I guess this was my third one so and The Boy and the Heron so what do you guys think I um, so I've only seen this in the du- uh, subbed version, so the Japanese language. Um, you guys, I believe, Jessica, you've seen both, and Sarah, you saw the dubbed version, right? I saw the dubbed, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen both, you know, because I'm just so much better than all of you. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. I, ki- anyway. I kid, I kid, I kid. Um, anyway, I don't, I'm trying to move on from that. So I was going to say something. <laughs> And I don't remember what it was because Jessica just decided to you've, you've o- announce only herself s- as superior. <laughs> you've only you've seen the Japanese version is what you were talking about. Yeah, so I think each person has a different perspective, which I think is uh, good to bring this, this conversation of the film because I do think when you see a foreign film or an animated foreign film in its original language and the dubbed version, specifically Miyazaki films, he somehow gets the best or the like some of the most famous people in the world to do his voice casting. Like on this list, we've got Christian Bale. We have William Defoe, Willem Defoe, Willem, <laughs> Mark Hamill, Robert Pattinson, Florence Pugh, just to name a few people who did the dubbed version of this. So the English version, which is just crazy. Robert Pattinson. I did get to hear some of the voice animation. He just completely transformed his voice for this film. So that's pretty I will cool. say uh, Dave Batista as the parakeet king though. needs a shout out. I was so surprised when I heard his voice as the parakeet king. I was like, oh, Dave Batista. He's really doing the most work these days. He really is. Um, I'm I'm just going to say now I'm not going to try to um, pronounce some of these of the Japanese voice characters cast. I'm sorry. I think I will do more harm than good by trying to pronounce these names. Agreed. But um, these voice actors did a phenomenal job. Like, I think. I think, like, though I don't speak Japanese in any way, I could feel the the emotion through the film and through the language, um, which I think is a really fun aspect of watching a Japanese 
animated film is that both the language is so expression expressive and the animation specific like Miyazaki's he's a master of art (laughs) like it is beautiful to watch his films so visually this film was like so captivating from the first scene like wonderful wonderful and also to mention the three films I've seen so far the score is always phenomenal as well this score particularly is astounding I'm so surprised it didn't get nominated in score but because I've, I've listened to this one on repeat for some good study sessions and car rides yeah. too. It really is transportive and it just is like a warm hug sometimes. And sometimes it's a big stress ball, which is what the movie is. <laughs> you're like, yeah. what the heck is happening? And you're like, oh, peaceful, calm, beautiful. Yeah, the music is, it is your uh, center of gravity. <laughs> it is. What should I be feeling right now? The music is telling me. Yes, precisely. (laughs) Jessica, I actually don't think I've talked to you about how, I think we talked a little bit about your second watching, how your opinions changed on it, but not, we didn't talk about the dubbed versus subbed, like what your thoughts were on that. So do you have a preference? Yes. So, hmm. I guess it depends. So like Paige said, I think the, the dubbed was better to get transported and I feel like I'm in obviously the Japanese culture and I sub sorry yes (laughs) I was like oh okay (laughs) yeah the the Americans did such a better job yeah no (laughs) (laughs) yes the subversion like I felt more like transported and the emotions I I, I wouldn't say like the Americans did like it wasn't a big stark difference we're like oh this character has a different vibe like I, I didn't feel that way but as far as this is such a complicated story, I was so lost in a bad way in the first one. And I don't know if it's because I was reading at the same time watching or if just because I was trying to figure out a puzzle that shouldn't have been figured out the whole movie where the mm-hmm. second time I watched it and it was dubbed, I just said, you know what? I'm on for the ride rather than trying. I like I'm a big person who I love world building. And so I love trying to piece puzzles together. Like this is how this works and this is how this works. And this movie is going into a different world. And I wanted, wanted to see where all the building blocks went, which is also the theme of this movie. But really you just, in the end, you see that the tower is just completely uh, makes no sense. (laughs) And which maybe is like at the end, there is a tower that makes no sense. And so Maybe he's doing some like Jedi mind tricks on me, but I I didn't enjoy my first experience because I was frustrated that I didn't understand what was happening, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I really, this was the my first Miyazaki film that I've ever seen, but I kind of, I've seen clips of other movies, so I kind of knew a little bit what I was getting into, but I really liked this movie. I thought it was really beautiful. I love the animation style. And I, so I saw the dubbed version. So with all the American actors, um, it, it's a long movie, so I'm not sure that I would commit to a subbed, yes, subtitled <laughs> version. I was like, wait, which one is it? Um, but I, I really, I really liked it. I thought it was really, and my favorite, of course, were the Japanese grannies. They were my favorite part yes. of the movie. Amazing. Wonderful. Japanese grannies. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Sign, sign me up. I want three of them in my pocket too. I, I want to be them. I will let let me move with 
my other <laughs> grannies and just be Japanese grannies together. Love that. I love that they were willing to do whatever for a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I love that. <sighs> yeah. I will say, like, comparatively speaking to other Miyazaki films, this is not, like, probably not even top three for me, um, just because I really love some other, like, a lot. Um, but I, I really like this film. Like, it was uh, immersive, and it, it was an adventure. It was exciting. I felt like I was going, like, to to the world I also did not understand. And quite frankly, I don't think I'll ever get it. I don't think I'll ever understand what just happened before my eyes. But like you said, Sarah, it was, it was a little bit too long. It was a tough time yeah. to keep my attention that long. Um, and I saw it well, at 11 a.m., so... What was, tired. what was the big theme that you guys took away from it like this is what the movie was about to me because i'm sure i know there's a lot but like which ones you thought was the most successful or most powerful to you i took it as a, basically a coming of age film mm-hmm. and acceptance of of grief and and kind of the world that you're you're living in and what you can do about it sort of. Um, but I mostly, the big theme I took away is just the coming of age. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'm really bad at their names. I knew who they all were, but also Mahito. The boy. Mahito, <laughs> the boy. The boy of the Not boy, the heron. Aaron. Yeah, the not, the heron, not the heron. The boy. I will say there was not a lot of heron. No. So less heron than I thought there was. You're so yeah. right. There okay, was that less heron. heron though was pretty messed up and kind of bothered me. So I'm once you see I the teeth, the teeth. I preferred I was, when he I'm didn't just... have the heron like fit on, like just be the weird little guy with the big nose, the weird little guy that lives in the heron. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The mixing between the two was upsetting. Awful. Very upsetting. Horrendous. Nightmares. Yeah. But I think this movie was about grief and the process of grief and how it takes you to places that you may not want to be or places you should be. Um, and it, it, we got to watch that in obviously a dramatized like way. But I just thought it was a really beauty- beautiful process to go through and to ultimately see, which I don't think grief is ever complete, but to see it um, to where he was able to, I don't know, handle it. Yeah. Yeah, like his decision to move on into the real world, I, I I think is what you guys are saying is like that was the decision to accept because he had the choice to live in this fantasy world or to go back to the reality of his mother being gone or to stay in this fantasy world. And in the end, he does choose to go back to his father. Yeah. Do you think Miyazaki, like myself, has a big issue with birds? He, that that might he be the case. No, I think every every guys, second the birds were coming for him. The pelicans were trying to come from him at that grave site. The pele- the the heron was trying to murder him. Then we the had the parakeets. parakeets trying to eat him. There was not a friendly Word. bird. Parakeets were crazy. That's what the I'm parakeets saying. Parakeets were trying to roast they those children crazy. alive, but they that drew the line at pregnant women. Which you know, respect a man of morals. He's like, they're like, where, where did my aunt go? Oh, we didn't eat her. She's pregnant. But yeah, the second that baby's born, we'll eat both of them. Yeah, guys, the water. Oh, also, yeah, those pelicans are eating the water waters. Yes, the pelicans. Oh, were eating those the poor were, little. I forgot about those. Little the guys. little flossy white guys were so I cute. Need one. I need. I want one so bad. Out of the theater, I was like, how do I buy one of these? Like, the little guy. How do I get a water water? 
I like I could buy a stuffed animal. It was like sixty bucks though. I'm, yeah, I'm wow. not doing that. <laughs> that anyway. merch, yeah, yeah. They they got the capitalism down. Um, some f- fun facts about this movie. This, um, according to the Googles, was the most expensive film ever produced in Japan. Oh, so that's pretty cool. And it has grossed over 166 million dollars worldwide, which wow. is pretty insane for an animated film. Of- yeah. Like a foreign film, specifically. Animation usually does pretty good in the box office, but I thought that was really impressive. Mm-hmm. And it won the Golden Globe, so it'll probably win the Oscar. So, yeah, because the word is, or the presumption is that this is his last film, right? I don't know. He's like, he's up there in age, He right? was supposed to retire in 2018, so... I mean, I hope he keeps dead. making movies, but yeah, I he's don't know. in his 80s, right? Maybe, yeah. Do you think the most of the budget came from the cast, the voice cast? No, oh, I mean the, the the animators probably worked a long time on this. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean it's a long movie with a lot of animation. Yeah, it's all hand drawn, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I say that confidently, but <laughs> she goes, "Yeah, <laughs> it is." <laughs> I know. I want to take like a. I w- it would be interesting to take like an animation class of movies. Not like how do how do you animate, but like these are the different like forms of animation. You, I bet you can. We can go audit a class at NC State on film and animation. Oh yeah, somebody put that on their tab, and we can do it. Okay. <laughs> on it. I don't have time for another class on my schedule. <laughs> but anyway, anything else to say about this wonderful film? No, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Go see it if you haven't. Go see it. It's worth a watch. Yes. Shout out to our brother Tyler for really pushing us to watch anime. It's opened my eyes to another world of art and I love it. So. Yeah. Thanks, Agreed. Echo that. Yeah. All right. Next up is a Pixar film. Right? This Pixar? Yeah. Correct. Pixar. Um, The movie Elemental. Which is just a good time, guys. It's just so fun. I love this it is, movie. It is a fun time. Um, so brief, brief synopsis. Um, in a city where fire, water, land, and air residents live together, a fiery young woman and a go with the flow guy discover something elemental. How <laughs> much they actually have in common. Um, so this movie's based on the idea that every element, you know, earth, fire, land, air, whatever, water, have their own uh, people, I guess, that are made out of those elements. And <laughs> they don't really mix well. Obviously, fire and water, no touchy or melt or boil away. Um, but this is, I also read another plot description, which I almost put because it was funny. It was like a cute, funny rom-com with like and it was talking about how it was just like a rom-com and i was like it kind of is a rom-com no i totally i i i second that it definitely feel has rom-com feelings for sure yeah i do love my favorite part of this movie is that it the one of the largest plot points is city planning and the treachery oh, that yeah. has to go with permitting <laughs> I feel that to my core. <laughs> I was like, I just love that the main character works for city inspections and we have to go to the city 
center or the uh, the courthouse to get a permit for a building, <laughs> and then you see how how corrupt and faulty it is, where you just have to like pay off some person, and then you get like a wave of a law. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> someone has really someone on the Pixar team really struggled with getting their ADU built in their backyard and is upset. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would appreciate that plot line. <laughs> my one critique of the movie is that i think it's doing too much uh as far as story i don't know and it's like chaos okay (laughs) do you mean fair what in what sense like what what in what sense like it's a story about um being immigrants immigrants Mm -hmm. it's a story about figuring out who you are it's a story about um messing up and trying to make your parents proud. It's a story about finding falling in love for the first time. It's a story about prejudiceness. It's a story it's just like there there's a lot going on yeah. in such a short amount of time and I I think they all it was all good messages. I just feel like we could have focused on like maybe two or three of those themes. And like, yeah. like I feel like Nimona did this, where they really, do, it felt more authentic to the characters in the story, because it wasn't there's wasn't so much of it. So, it it definitely feels more accessible in a way, right? Like I would be, this is a movie that you could, like a five year old could watch and pretty much catch on probably to a lot of the things that are going on. Where Nimona does feel like it's a little bit more deeper with some of its messaging. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was really cute. Yeah, it I did mean, make me cry. I cried at the end. The second she bowed, I said, damn. Oh my I was gosh. Like, she I am sniffling. She said, damn. I was like, damn. oh, I'm out. <laughs> they got me at the end, you know? Like, I wasn't crying at all. I didn't get a mid-tier cry like I did in, in Nimona, but I had, I had it at the end. <laughs> yeah, well, with your point about the different plot lines, I think that's why it kind of worked with me, because it was chaos in a fun way and life is kind of like that you don't have just one theme of your life you know you do have to deal with city planning while you're also dealing with what it's like to be an immigrant while you're also trying to make your parents proud but then you're also falling in love at the same time like you have to balance all that and I think it kind of worked for me but I can also see how that you could rather just dive into one of those aspects um I just wanted to be known that the the water guy his name was Wade Ripple and I think that was the funniest thing in the whole world. No, okay, the puns. I'm sorry. Genius. This, Genius. Yeah, this was so very like Zootopia esque, where there was a yeah. lot of good puns and like so, world yeah. building in this. Yeah. The world building yeah. was really, really fun. It was. Yeah, it was. So stressful, though, in many parts. I'm like, did he just die? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how that happens. I guess we don't have to. That's the good part. We don't have to worry about that in a Pixar movie because it's not going to happen. Wade's going to be fine. Wade's I fine. Just even though he got all soaked up. I don't, actually don't even remember yeah, the near-death scene, how he almost died. I don't died. really understand the that too much. Because he <laughs> cried. The cr- but his crying family, I was dying. So I- funny. <laughs> Yeah, what are the rules here? We don't know. I love that Catherine O'Hara was the voice of his mother. It was so yeah. funny. <laughs> I just love how sensitive they were. It was adorable. Yeah, it was, it was really sweet. cute. And their house and the, how they accommodated each other. It was it was very. I mean, I gave it three stars. I thought it was it was fun. 
I also gave it three stars, and my review was, yep, still a hopeless romantic. (laughs) Check. (laughs) Done and done. There there were a few one-liners in this movie that even got me, and I was just like, man, this is cute. When she, like, figures out that she can turn the sand into glass, and Mm. she makes that, like, just beautiful. Yeah. And he go, he's crying, you know, as he always is. And she said, why are you crying? And he's like, I've just never been punched in the face with beauty before. Oh, <laughs> like, so sweet. What a cute so softy. Yeah. And then in the super dramatic moment, you know, when he was evaporating, she said, <laughs> I just can't live in a world oh, without yeah, you. Evaporate. Oh, <sighs> yeah. That got me. It was adorable. It, honestly, for me, though, it was the bow at the end. With, mm-hmm. like, her father. Yeah. Respecting her parents. Oh, my oh, I got chills thinking of that. Because, like, because it did show, like, that's what I'm saying, like, very powerful in the things that it did. I just wish they focused on a little bit more. Like, the idea of how his family disowned him and they didn't res- pay him the respect and that was a burden he carried. And mm-hmm. his daughter was, like, struggling with that. And they both, like, were able to come to respect and love for each other. And oh, so beautiful. It was. It was gorgeous. Sweet, yeah. it was a sweet movie. Certified good time. Good time. Like, really I would good agree. Time. Like, I'll, I'll go back to this and just watch it because it's good time. Mm-hmm. Colorful, fun. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. I'm sure you'll pick up on other jokes and like little notes too, like yeah. on second watch. Yeah. And it made a lot of money, almost. million worldwide. So good for Pixar. Still doing it. Still kicking. Good for Pixar. (laughs) Because that's what Disney needs is more money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything else to add to this wonderful rom-com film? I think it's pretty simple. Watch it. Good vibes. Paige, what was your star rating? I don't know if... uh, Did you say your star rating for this one yet? Um, Three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't mind-blowing, but... I really enjoyed myself. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on to um, what I want to win the Oscar. Oh, Spider-Man. Across the Spider-Verse. This is the second installment of the Miles Morales story. Um, Yeah. So I love this movie (laughs) a lot. I'll just get into the brief plot synopsis, which is not so brief because there is a lot in this movie. Oh, yeah. So after reuniting with Gwen Stacy, Brooklyn's full-time friendly spider or friendly neighborhood (laughs) Spider-Man is catapulted across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence. However, when the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles finds himself pitted against the other spiders. He must soon redefine what it means to be a hero so he can save the people he loves most. Who are you going to call? Spider-Man. Yeah, this movie is one of my favorites of the year last year. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah, I love it. I um, sense the hesitation. (laughs) No, so when I first I when I first watched this movie, I didn't realize it was part. It was part one. Because it's not in the title, part one. Um, so 
after two hours and 20 minutes of sitting in the theater, now, of, and for it to end the way it ended, I was absolutely furious of how it ended because why are we in the, why am I sitting here for two hours and 20 minutes and we've resolved absolutely nothing? In fact, we've created more problems that we're going to have to solve. <laughs> and now I have to wait. I think it's not even coming out until 2025 at this point for anything to be resolved. I was furious. So I gave it, I think I gave it three stars on my first watch, mostly because of that reason. So I did rewatch it this morning because it's been a while and everyone loves this movie. And I have bumped it up to four stars. Oh. Yay! This movie, there's a lot happening in it. It's very long. But on second watch, I was obviously able to follow everything. And I knew. I knew where, where it's going to end. So let me just appreciate the story for the two two hours and 20 minutes that we've got it. And it was re- like I really like it. I, I want this to win the Oscar too, but I don't think it will. Um, the animation is so creative and beautiful the intricate storytelling with like how they do the music and the animation is incredible i it's really crazy how good this movie is i really like it i'm still can't give it any more because i'm still mad about how it ended two hours and 20 minutes and we've resolved nothing in the story <laughs> is absolutely insane to me but is the that actual how you story feel about dune as well yeah, Dune, I was really bad about Dune, too. <laughs> However, I did. I think I did know going into Dune that it was going to. But the, but the thing is, you can you can do these kinds of movies and, and end it in a satisfying way. But that was the least satisfying way to end it. Because yeah. we've created so many more problems in this movie. If you're not going to release it a couple weeks later, what are we doing? <laughs> but but it's got it's four stars for me. It was it's a really good movie. That's yeah. Fair. I, I agree. It is my brain was like literally fried with how immaculate the animation and visual like how visually stimulating this movie was. I was like, uh, uh, I was like, okay, <laughs> hard to process. Like I'm like that computer that's just like spinning because I, I can't <laughs> fully process it in one sitting. I unfortunately haven't gone back to rewatch it, which it definitely deserves a rewatch. I'll probably wait to rewatch it like leading up to the third one ultimately like i think visually animation sound all of that five stars no question i really just don't think that the story needed to be told i really love the like a separate from the first one like i don't think it told me anything new from the first spider-man i i didn't learn much more about miles and his i don't know i but again, maybe I'm missing something. I did say like I went. I think I went to the bathroom at entirely the absolute wrong. Oh, you part. so did. I forgot about that. <laughs> so the whole third act is a complete wash to me. I've, the whole time I was like, "What the hell is happening?" Did not know. And I feel like the dialogue was like also very muddled. Like I think I need to watch this with captions on because I couldn't really understand what people were saying. Specifically, the British guy. Like, what the heck was he saying half the time? He talked like this really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so like it re- ultimately it felt like filler between the first and the third for, as far as story but gorgeous like I, I i really do think it's a feat and will be in you know a special place in the animated world as far as um looking back and seeing like progress 
Jessica, I respect your opinion and I totally agree with a lot of things you said. I will say giving it a second watch, even though it's a really big commitment, I think will change a lot of those opinions. And it, but it's frustrating. It's frustrating that it needs two watches for that. I totally get that. But I do think that some of the things you said, I felt too. And on second watch, I was like, oh, all, all together. We're, we're all in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It does not need two watches. <laughs> Well, you know what? Sometimes I'm a dummy and I need two watches, okay? I need to be able to read the captions. Two out of the three of us. I, Jessica, you calling this a filler really actually is a personal, that personally hurts my feelings. You didn't make the movie. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, (laughs) anyway, I think that this movie sets up perfectly as well as continues to develop a lot of emotional tension that will be rewarded in the next part. And I think one, like, builds the multiverse aspect of this. We needed that. That is very important. It creates a beautiful emotional tension between him and his dad that is just gorgeous. Like, okay, it, like, I cry so much. So you think like, that is, like, the biggest character development that happened is the relationship between him and his father? And him and Gwen. Okay. I I really saw it more as like him and his friends, right? Because the whole beginning of that movie is talking about him just wanting to be with his friends, and by the end of the movie, he has decided what do I go with? What's what they are telling me is right, or what I feel is right? And he basically turns against his friends, which the whole beginning of the movie is showing how much he misses them and wants to be with them and wants to do what they're doing. So I that's how I felt like his he really showed a lot of character development in that movie. Yeah, many layers okay. to it. I'll hold off on my I, – I, like I said, it's the caveat. I, I do believe I need to owe this. I was sleepy. I was not prepared. Like, it felt really long for me. I don't know if we watched a late night showing, but I was a little drowsy. So it felt long. Like, it's I a, felt the time. It is long. Kind of it's a long movie. I was like, yeah. what? That's the end? I will say, the animation in this movie is, like, one of the most brilliant things, I've ever, like, work of art I've ever seen. Like, and I know this is not a new opinion, but the fact that they took a comic book storyline and then was like, you know what, we're going to keep the true heart of this um, storytelling and we're going to put it into film. Like they, I felt like I was reading a comic book where they would just add the different explanations like pow, woohoo, like stuff like that. And it didn't feel cheesy. It yeah. felt wonderful. And obviously music was so important to the filmmakers and they treated music with the utmost respect and made it not just a background noise, but like forefront of it. Like the different levels of times when Miles is listening to music first, when we get it implemented behind the action. It was just like, you can just t- tell the, the amount of care in developing this film and this storyline. And like the, the, I love New York, so I felt like they also like really valued the landscape of new york too and like making sure that was also a character in the movie more so in the first one than this one but i i don't know i love this movie i can't i just i wish it would win the oscar it did win best feature at the critics choice award so the critics know what's up 
Yeah. I, you know, I think the race is a little bit closer than what we might be hoping for, but it's definitely down to the boy in the hair and, and Spider-Man, I feel. I, yeah. I do think because there's another one coming out that's playing to their detriment as it did. Yeah. For true. Dune. Probably true. Sequels get knocked. Because of, everybody's like, well, we can't wait for the next one. Now Dune's yeah. going to win everything, which as it should. Yeah. I, I will say the character design of, is his name Spot? What? The oh, spot. Yes. I I'm freaking so love that guy. He was the oh. design of him was so, so brilliant. And I like I could watch I needed just a whole little movie about him. I yeah. just want to see him do all his little quirky things. And because he was villainous, but like he also felt like accidentally villainous. And he yes. was very likable. Uh that that was a, a fun character, and I, I would love more of him and do you think he'll be more of a presence in three? You know, oh, who, like, I think he's going to be the main villain. You know who uh, voices Spot? Who? Jason. I can never say his last. Sudeikis. Oh Schwartz. Schwartz. Schwartz oh Schwartz. Oh Wes. Wes's movies. Oh, Whoa. sorry, sorry. Okay. She got so excited she almost <laughs> threw a mic across the room. Yeah, I, I haven't looked through this voice acting list. Wow, another stack. But now stacked. that you know, like he's the voice actor, and watching it, you could just see his demeanors and everything. It's so good. I love yeah. him. Uh, Jessica, if you had, what would be your choice for the Oscar winner? Then I'm picking for my heart. It's Nimona. Yeah, for your heart. My heart okay. is Nimona. Uh, for like brilliance and like art, it's uh, Boy in the Heron. Gotcha. So. Yeah. I, the boy in the heron didn't speak to me. I haven't lost a parent, and I haven't really like had to deal with grief in that way. So I think maybe for people who have had to, like that's probably a very powerful story. But Nomona spoke to me a lot more as far as the story. So I I would love to see her win, and also loved it was a, like a fun um, depiction of like a female character that was a little more complex than your typical animated yeah. female character. Totally. I would 100% yeah. agree with that. What I about you? There's no losers. You know, well, we no. haven't seen the robot movies. So. Yeah, we're not going to speak. We won't speak about robot dreams. We could hate that one. Who knows? We, it we could might be never a, know. Might be a Bobby Wine. Who knows? <laughs> Bobby. Um, <laughs> a Bobby. No, in my heart of hearts, I want Spider Man to win. I think the yeah. boy in the oh. will win. Yeah, it went up that far to you. Okay, it did. Yeah, okay. I really, I, I'm telling you, the second watch made all the difference. Okay, I'll watch commitment. I'll rewatch before Oscar night. You have convinced me, guys. Yes. <laughs> is it on it Netflix? Is, it is on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, okay. and I would highly recommend subtitles. That did help me. Yeah, I will definitely do that. It's too Good much happening. Time. Paige, what I, you are you? You said Spider Man, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, guys. This is a good I... prequel for Madam Web. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh wow! <laughs> we Madam will be watching Web. Madam Web. Hopefully Monday. I'm kind of excited. I'm Me too. Literally pumped. <laughs> I feel like a lot of films we should. I feel see. like we should watch Madam Web and immediately come home and pod. Oh, I'm down. <laughs> like just depending on how long the movie is. I just so download. <laughs> Yeah, we're, I think we're seeing a little bit later of a movie, uh, isn't it? At seven thirty, showing. We'll have to anyway. We'll have to look it up. But yeah, I'm really pumped for this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be fun. 
You know what movie I'm more pumped for, guys? My entire existence is I've been waiting for this moment is Dune Part 2, guys. I honestly don't know how I'm going to handle it. Okay, the tweets I've been seeing about this movie. Wow. All, all the red carpet, like if not for the red carpet events, like, I need I need to stop seeing so good. Yeah, I need to stop seeing content. I need to go more blind. I th- I'm I'm seeing a lot of worm content. I don't know about the story. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> did you did you guys see what i did you, yes yeah. nobody res- yeah. nobody responded to what i Wait, sent did you see the chihuahua one oh, i posted God. though yeah <laughs> guys the worm content is giving me because the, the, the first dune the worms were like kind of just like in the background but i'm getting vibes oh. that they're like the main character and well, because two. now we're entering the fremen you know yeah we weren't with them and now we're we in are. we're in we're in the desert that makes sense mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm so I, excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm like rereading some of the book to just get myself in the in the moment. Yeah, I saw our friend Alyssa was doing that too. It's next oh, Sunday. She? We're going next mm-hmm. Sunday. I got I. <clears throat> Timothy Chalamet Nick. is going to be the death of me. I think. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Paul Atreides. Well, ladies, I gotta get skedaddling. Okay, skid skid away. <laughs> She's a busy lady. We're, we're, She's we're like, wim- stop talking, please. <laughs> well, our Doom hype, our Dune hype podcast will have to be um, in in preparation. We should do like a little Dune pregame. Should we dress up like robots, like Zendaya, to go watch it? Robots? Absolutely not. No, there's no robots in this movie. I don't know. People are like giving a lot of robot energy on the red carpet. I will be dressing for the tundra because I have a feeling the theater is going to be cold. <laughs> that theater is freezing. It was freezing last time. So that's how I will be prepping. Okay. Well, until until we see another version of webs on the screen, uh, and I don't know how to transition properly. No, Ciao. you did a really good job. You did a really good job. Adios. <laughs> Bye. Bye.